determine one of the great generals of the war or the most overrated. We'll be talking about that today on Civil War Talk Radio. How much time each day do you spend managing your personal or business calendar? 15 minutes, a half an hour, maybe more. Is the conference room available for next week's meeting? And how many people do you have to ask to find out? Have you ever misplaced or, worse yet, lost your day planner or handheld device? And what do you do about that missing information? Do you own or operate a salon or carpets cleaning business? How about a realty office or any one of a thousand other service-based organizations? Can your customers make their appointments even when your office is closed? If any of this sounds familiar, then Schedule Online is the solution for you. For more information, call toll-free 888-668-3355. That's 888-668-3355. Or visit us online at www.schedulonline.com. It's the one-level playing field in business, the Internet. It's where an artisan working out of a small shop can look bigger than a multinational corporation. But to achieve this level of visibility, your company's website needs a developer who knows the net and how to make it work. Your company needs Apsio. Apsio's success comes from producing websites that reflect the attitudes and uniqueness of their respective organizations. Make a great first impression on the web. Choose Apsio, A-P-S-Y-O. For more info, visit www.apsio.com. World Talk Radio, bringing the world to you. Welcome to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich at East Carolina University. And with me today is Albert Castell, author of books on Sherman and the Atlanta campaign, an upcoming book on Union Generals, others going further back on guerrillas in the Civil War, many, many things. Uh, Albert, thanks again for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. When we were talking a few moments ago, we got to the subject of General Sherman, and it struck me that there is somebody who uh, who is widely regarded uh, as one of the great generals of the Civil War, but that feeling is not uh, universal or not unanimous. No. Uh, and, and I believe you might be in a minority, perhaps of one, on the subject. Uh, no, not completely. Maybe not completely. Uh, uh, I wonder if you could share your views. Uh, just let me say that uh, Stephen Sears, who um, I think uh, can be considered one of our top Civil War historians, certainly uh, his uh, biography of uh, McClellan and uh, his uh, books on uh, Antietam and uh, Chancellorsville and... Uh, Recently, uh, Gettysburg, I think, uh, entitles him to a high level of respect. Uh, he uh, has stated that uh, Sherman is uh, the most overrated uh, general of the Civil War. Uh, and uh, I, uh, well, I concur. Well, you, you've looked at Sherman's Atlanta campaign in great detail. Uh, where, where do you see things that... Uh uh, the chairman's been praised for more than he deserves. Well, I uh, when I began to work on this uh, book about uh, the Atlanta campaign, decision of the West, the Atlanta campaign of 1864, I held uh, 
basically a conventional view of uh, Sherman. But um, as I got deeper into the subject, uh, I began to change that view. I found that um, he was um, a very cautious general. Uh, not a bold one, but a, a cautious one. And the reason for it is that um, he suffered from this fear of failure. And this goes back to, um, well, <clears throat> before the Civil War. Uh, he um, graduated from West Point, um, high in his class. He was um, regarded by all who knew him as an um, exceptionally uh, able, a brilliant man, a sparkling personality. Uh, everybody um, <clears throat> expected great success for him. And uh, he expected the same. Instead, uh, he went on from failure to failure. He, um, <clears throat> after uh, more than ten years of serving in the regular army, he still found himself a captain and no prospect at all of a promotion. He um, <clears throat> went into uh, various business enterprises, and they all failed. Uh, not through any fault of his own, necessarily, but... They failed. Um, he uh, <clears throat> thought he had a uh, nice position as uh, superintendent of a newly established uh, military school in Louisiana. Well, along comes uh, secession, and he has to go back to Ohio. He uh, couldn't go along with uh, secession. And uh, <clears throat> he uh, did well enough that... Uh, the first battle in which he ever participated, the uh, first bull run. But then he uh, found himself, uh, much uh, against his desire, uh, in command of uh, Union forces in Kentucky. And um, he became so <clears throat> over-worried by uh, being attacked and destroyed by Confederate forces, which he thought uh, greatly outnumbered his own, but which in fact were uh, much smaller than his own, that uh, he suffered a nervous breakdown and uh, had to be relieved of command. And uh, he uh, <clears throat> eventually was uh, sent home to uh, recover, uh, and uh, newspapers uh, described him as being a insane, and uh, he became so depressed that uh, in a letter he wrote, uh, he said that he would have committed suicide had it not been for his children. Well, let me, can I step in, just because we're talking, you're talking about his brief command of the Army of the Ohio in 1862. Mm -hmm. uh, well, 1861. Uh, or 61, I should say, yes, mm -hmm. the very beginning of the during war. The fall. In, in, that's right, September, October of 1861. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, Secretary of War Cameron came out to, to Louisville to meet with him, mm -hmm. he supposedly told the secretary he would eventually need 200,000 men to successfully drive back the Confederates in the, the <coughs> Western Theater. And that was one of the bits of evidence used to suggest he was losing his mind. That was a, a clearly unrealistic number. Mm -hmm. But well. when the war is over, that's actually just about the right number. Well, that's what he would claim later on. <laughs> uh, he uh, said that uh, the um, what he was uh, he wanted the, he needed the two hundred thousand men to um, 
advance down the Mississippi uh, and uh, get control of uh, for the north of uh, the entire Mississippi Valley. Well, that was not his mission in uh, Kentucky. Sure. What uh, Lincoln wanted him to do was to uh, go into uh, East Tennessee and uh, liberate it. Most of the people in East Tennessee were uh, pro-Union. They remained loyal to the Union. And uh, Lincoln was um, anxious, in fact, obsessed with uh, liberating them from uh, Confederate control. And uh, that was uh, Lincoln's job. And, uh, well, it was not to uh, advance down the uh, Mississippi uh, to the Gulf of Mexico (laughs) and uh, liberating the entire Mississippi Valley of Confederate control. No. So that leaves us with Sherman now, an unbroken record, since Bull Run at least, of of failure, Mm -hmm. uh, biding his time in Mm -hmm. Missouri, I believe. Uh, What happens next? Well, thanks to um, Halleck, he's given another chance. Um, There are various, um, shall we say, uh, well-behind-the-line jobs. Uh, Halleck uh, puts him in command of a... uh, Division, which uh, joins Grant's army at uh, Pittsburgh uh, Landing in Tennessee. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> Grant, uh, in effect, makes um, Sherman his uh, deputy. He's the man that's in charge of um, the um, <clears throat> uh, troops that are at Pittsburgh Landing. Um, where the battle would take place, uh, usually referred to now as Shiloh. Uh, well, uh, Grant remained about um, oh, probably 10 miles away, uh, further um, down the river, which is north of there, uh, at a place called uh, Savannah. And, uh, well, um, the Confederates, of course, um, marched up from um, Corinth, Mississippi, 20-some miles away, and uh, to make an attack. And, uh, well, for two days, uh, Sherman's troops um, had encounters with and saw Confederate troops, but uh, Sherman determined uh, not to uh, get panicky again, to exaggerate the enemy danger, uh, dismissed all of this as mere... You know, reconnaissances by the uh, Confederates and assured them, Grant, that there was no um, danger of the Confederates uh, making an attack, which is uh, what Grant himself um, took for granted, uh, no pun intended. And, uh, well, the uh, result, of course, was that uh, <clears throat> uh, the Confederates did attack in great strength and uh, did so. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Well, it was a surprise attack. It uh, took uh, the, uh, <clears throat> most of the uh, Union troops uh, totally off guard. And uh, this, of course, gave the Confederates a great advantage because their troops uh, knew that they were going into a battle, whereas um, the Union troops uh, all of a sudden and very unexpectedly found themselves uh, plunged into a battle and a battle unlike uh, anything that had ever been experienced uh, by American troops uh, in all previous history. Now, although he is taken by surprise, uh, would you say that Sherman does a, a reasonably good job during the battle itself? 
Uh, once the fighting got underway, uh, Sherman was like he uh, always was when the uh, action uh, began. He uh, came uh, calm, cool, and collected, and performed uh, quite intelligently. But um, that uh, <clears throat> does not take away the fact that uh, he again uh, made a mistake, a blunder. And um, only because uh, <clears throat> first Grant and then uh, Halleck uh, uh, overlooked this. Uh, Grant couldn't very well uh, blame uh, Sherman because in doing so he would be admitting something that he refused to admit, that he had been taken totally off guard by the Confederate attack. And uh, Halleck, for his part, uh, well, he... He had become a personal friend of Sherman when they were both uh, engaged in business enterprises in uh, San Francisco. And, uh, well, uh, he, uh, Sherman was, in effect, his protege. And uh, so uh, Alec uh, not only uh, covered up uh, Sherman's, uh, shall we say, uh, mistake, but uh, recommended him for uh, promotion to major general. And uh, Sherman got promoted to Major General. And uh, <clears throat> then he uh, ended up, in effect, uh, attaching his uh, star to uh, Grant and uh, rose with Grant. And uh, Grant, in turn, uh, knew that in Sherman he had a man who would uh, do what he was uh, told to do, uh, even if he disagreed with it. Thus, uh, Sherman uh, thought that Grant's uh, plan for uh, taking Vicksburg was uh, doomed to failure. But uh, he went ahead and he uh, executed uh, Grant's uh, orders and uh, did well at it. And the uh, result, of course, was uh, Grant was able to take uh, Vicksburg and that in turn uh, put him in position to become what he uh, became uh, the um, first uh, commander of all Union forces in the uh, Western Theater, uh, which in capacity he uh, won a victory at uh, Chattanooga Missionary Ridge, and that in turn led him to becoming the uh, general-in-chief of uh, all Union armies with the rank of lieutenant general, which was created especially for him. And... Uh, <clears throat> He, in turn, uh, placed Sherman in command of uh, the uh, Union forces in uh, Georgia, his mission to um, uh, <clears throat> take uh, Atlanta, and, uh, but even more so, uh, if to uh, destroy the Confederate forces in Georgia. Now, the, the traditional view of this campaign that follows is that Sherman masterfully outmaneuvers Joe Johnston, uh, flanking him again and again, turning him out of these impregnable mountain positions mm -hmm. until finally Johnston has nowhere to go. Uh, back to, to the very gates of Atlanta, Jefferson Davis loses patience and sacks Johnston in favor of Hood. Mm -hmm. And Sherman is able to win the decisive battle of Atlanta in the nick of time to save the election. That makes Sherman the great, uh, perhaps the greatest uh, general of the war. But you don't see it that way. No, because um, as I uh, 
newspaper correspondent uh, wrote at the time, uh, Sherman's uh, flanking uh, moves were simply uh, exercises in common sense. Uh, the uh, frontal attacks on uh, well-entrenched uh, veteran uh, troops such as the Confederates had uh, were um, uh, almost uh, suicidal. Uh, rarely would they succeed. And um, Sherman uh, realized that, and uh, he uh, <coughs> therefore uh, carried out these uh, flanking maneuvers. Uh, once, he did become uh, frustrated, and um, he turned down a suggestion from uh, <coughs> George H. Thomas to uh, outflank the uh, Confederates at Kennesaw Mountain by, uh, instead of, uh, as Sherman usually would do, uh, going around their uh, left flank by uh, turning their right flank. But uh, Sherman rejected that suggestion and uh, instead ordered a uh, frontal assault at Kennesaw Mountain. Well, it failed. And uh, so that left him with no choice except to make another flanking march. He again went around the Confederate uh, left flank, and that forced uh, Johnston to uh, withdraw from Kennesaw Mountain to retreat uh, back to the Chattahoochee River, uh, just about 10 miles away from uh, Atlanta. And uh, well, another flanking uh, move by Sherman. Uh, this time to the Confederate right uh, forced Johnston to uh, <coughs> withdraw back to, as you say, the gates of Atlanta, at which point um, Jefferson Davis uh, decided that uh, Johnston could not be relied upon to uh, uh, hold Atlanta or even make a, um, an all-out effort to do so. So he uh, removed uh, Johnston and replaced him with Hood, who um, did make such an effort that, um, well, this would be going into the Confederate military history, I'll just suffice to say that um, he failed. But um, my main criticism of Sherman in the Atlanta campaign is that um, repeatedly he had opportunities to... Um, um, totally smash, or at least uh, seriously cripple the um, Confederate Army opposed to him, and um, again and again, he turned down these opportunities, opportunities that were known to him at the time. This is not merely hindsight in the sense of uh, uh, <clears throat> saying, aha, look, I mean, Sherman uh, had only known this, uh, he could have done that. Well, he, he knew it, but um, his um, object was to seize Atlanta, um, not to destroy the Confederate Army. And uh, so um, he got Atlanta, but the uh, Confederate Army was able to escape, um, badly damaged, but still dangerous. Able to fight another day. Well, we will continue uh, this fight uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, we'll hear more from Albert Castell about uh, some of the uh, overrated and uh, perhaps uh, incorrectly evaluated events of the Civil War. This is Civil War Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. 